With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. When I was five, hired out to watch a baby And he beat me when he cried I consider that too much of a price Even though I'm thick-skinned, some of the scars Stay with me for life I ain't never been the type to spin around to the other chief Putting up a fight to me and my people's all are free Four brothers, four sisters, thick family I'm the fourth child, you following mathematically God's in my veins, I can feel it in my soul Three older sisters never seen again when they were sold When they came for my brother, my mom's made them a promise Whoever tried to take him, she split and open your noggin Mommy was a rider Spiritual advisor Security provider That's why I'm a live wire When they ain't take my brother I felt the power inside of me Influenced by the moment I'll never settle for slavery Heavy metal weight In my head as a teen Now with seizures Dr. Lepsy And strange dreams From the tribe of Asante Through grandma Modesty Being free Holding my own Just a part of me You thinking about coming after me Better bring your faculty 20 miles away Before you even know what's happening Cargo on my train And it's Something like traffic. I'm happy as the conductor. I ain't never lost a passenger. I'm plotting on my escaping. I'm married and feeling patient. I'm out with no debating. You silly for conversating. I'm breaking them while you waiting. And I'll make it. I'll be sure to get the safest route to travel and be back for you. It's base September 17th, 1849. Me and my brothers, Henry and Ben, said it's mine. So we left for Maryland. Headed towards Freedom Land. But they feet chilled up. So we turned around and went back to the owners. Believe me, I didn't wanna. Had I knew my brothers were scared. We're in the bottom A little while later, man I ran away again But this time straight Dolo fan backs to the wind In the middle of the night In the winter and the cold I was navigating on the Underground Railroad Nah, it ain't a literal train It's a form of resistance Just with the railroad theme So a station's a safe house Where the runaways go And the runaway slaves Are considered cargo The person who hit them Considered a station master And the stockholder's The one who will put the cash up Me, I'm the conductor I transported the cargo routes that I took remain secret. I took an oath, boss of my train. You get on, there is no rebelling. Grown man said he turning back, and I had to tell him, fam. Why you had me bring the metal out? Cock it back, point it at your head and bring the devil out. There's no going back. Besides, you gon' snitch and I'll kill you where you stand before you sink behind the whip. Running from slave catchers, a bounty on my head. Until my whole fam free, I don't really care. Had a 10-year span with 19 or so trips. I done free so many slaves, they calling me Moses. During the Civil War, because of my skills, I became the first woman to lead an armed assault. I am Harriet Tubman. You need to fall back, a conductor. I never around my train off the track. You thinking about coming after me? Better bring your faculty. 20 miles away before you even know what's happening. Cargo on my train and it's something like traffic. I'm Harry is the conductor. I ain't never lost a passenger.
Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Our Own Voices Live. My name is Rodney Smith, and I am in the air chair with you today to talk about what I believe will be another hot topic. Uh, Before we go any further, let me give you a little information about who I am and what you're listening to. Our Own Voices Live is a radio show featuring people and stories from our community in Las Vegas, the surrounding area, and someplace near you. America is the greatest country on earth due to its cultural diversity and not in spite of it. Our mission is to help bridge the cultural and ethnic divide in America by working together to build the greatest bridge in history to unite us. And some of the ways I do it is with shows like Our Own Voices Live to sort of talk to you and and so we can talk to each other about the things that's happening around us and near and far here in Las Vegas and wherever you are. Uh, We also do a monthly statue cleanup, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. statue cleanup at the corner of uh, Martin Luther King Boulevard and Cary Avenue every third Saturday of the month at 10 o'clock. That should be coming up, I believe it's next Saturday. Uh, We also do a weekly gathering at the Westside Bistro located at 710 West Lake Mead Boulevard inside of Nevada Partners, the Culinary Academy, and that's where we get to meet people and just share who we are with one another and talk about things that's on our minds. And we do other things uh, besides that, but these are just a few of the things that we do. And of course, we originated from our own voices, the print, as well as digital magazine, where we talk about our culture, learned about other people's culture, and then taught them about ours. And that's so because we all live in America, but in the words of the late, great Sam Smith, maybe we don't get along with one another because we don't see each other as literally human beings. We don't see each other as fellow Americans. So maybe, just maybe, if we spend time to get to know each other a little bit better, we can do better. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Title of our show today on Our Own Voices Live is Politics and Lying. That's right. Politics and Lying. Who knew that lying had become socially acceptable? I mean, I didn't know it. And... It is what people do in our political system. And then how do those lies affect the rest of us? So when we hear people lying again and again and again, and people support them because it's right, but they support them because maybe they're of the same political party affiliation. Politics and lying. How do we get to where we are? And even furthermore, where is it taking us? In other words, where are we going? Because it doesn't seem to stop. And the reason why this is important to me is because we used to talk about moral and character, integrity, And you used to look at our leaders as those of high moral character. 
standards, values, things that we wanted to emulate. But is that how we actually think of our leaders today? And I ask you that because I have people on my page right now who are supporting a known liar, someone who's told so many mistruths that they're starting to track them, and they're over 10,000, 10,000 lies. Now, I don't know what the average number of lies a person tells in their lifetime. Somebody Google that for me. Maybe someone did a study on it. But this is 10,000 lies in about two years. That's 5,000 lies a year on average. And we're talking about our current commander-in-chief. And maybe he should be called the liar-in-chief because as best as we can tell, we have never had anyone to tell as many lies as our current president. And there are actually people who are on my Facebook page right now asking me to point out where he has lied. Now, luckily, someone else has already done that because I wasn't going to do it. Because I figure that if you're someone who has been listening, and I know everybody's not involved in politics and don't listen, so I get it. But I figure that if you are involved in politics and you have been listening, then you know the lies that have been told by our current president. And it just, like I said, where... Who are we as a nation where we celebrate and embrace lying and a liar? And what does that mean as far as who we are as a nation? And how do you tell your children, how do you teach them about good morals, good character, good values, when you are supporting someone who lies. Now, we know that everybody tells a lie from time to time. Hey, I would be lying if I said I'd never lied, because I have lied. Not proud of it. It's just a, just a fact. It's reality. I have lied. And here's the thing. I know that the lies that I have told, I know that. And I don't want to lie anymore. I want to do better. Now, this is a second-chance nation, right? So you would think that the right thing to do would be to let a person know that they lie, and then what that person would do, which would be the right thing, is to try not to lie anymore, right? But today, and I believe it's all based off of politics, or at least that is where it has come from today to this point is politics, is that we have allowed our politicians, that's right, us citizens, have allowed our politicians to lie to us for so long, the lie. Not only do we accept the lie, but we help spread the lie. And then we become liars. And so my question to you is where do we go from here and who are we? What are we? Are we that country that represents that shining city on the hill? And if we're lying, if we allow our leaders to lie, and in turn we start to lie, 
how does our form of government survive since democracy is based on a principle of laws? But if our laws are only subject to, well, the other people, because whatever we do is okay, because that's our party. They passed that law. How, how can we survive? And give me a call, area code 347 826 9600. 347 826 9600. Because I am sort of, I'm, I guess it's a quandary, or you could say a loss, because people, I, I, I just had a hard time believing that someone was on my page and they said, when has the president ever told a lie? And then once that part was addressed, then they deflected and said, well, haven't other people told lies? And, and they went on further to say, have, have called out other people? Have I posted on my page that other people told lies? I didn't know that in order for me to point out one lie, that I had to point out every lie in existence in the world or in the country or by a particular type of individual. I thought a lie was just a lie and that we weren't supposed to lie. But I didn't know that there could be justification for the lie if other people have lied. Because I'm guessing that in the world there's probably been somebody to tell a lie about something different from someone else which means that if we cannot point out lying because someone else has lied, then that means we could never point out lying because there's probably somebody who's lied everything that goes on on this planet. It's sort of like because a bank robber, one bank robber, got away with robbing a bank, we can no longer capture bank robbers because one got away. Or maybe, maybe, I didn't know that that particular person robbed a bank. And because I didn't talk about that particular person, I can no longer talk about the one bank robber that I knew. So in other words, I'm standing in front of the bank. I'm about to go in and I look in the door and I see that somebody's holding up the bank. And they run out right past me. Did you see someone? Did you see the guy who robbed the bank? And then I'm supposed to say, well, I didn't see the guy who robbed the last bank. So I guess since I didn't see that guy, then I cannot talk about the guy that I just saw who robbed the bank and ran out right in front of me. Therefore, I'm gonna have to. I'm going to have to lie and say no. Somebody committed murder in this world and got away with it. Somebody committed, I didn't know about it. But I didn't know about it. And because of that, does that mean that murder is now permissible in these United States of America? I guess that's what the part that I don't understand about the people who defend our liar-in-chief, excuse me, I mean our commander-in-chief, because somehow I didn't point out all the lies of everyone else. Therefore, in their mind, I'm not allowed to point out the lies of this president. That I have a problem with. And I hope, I hope 
that you all have a problem with it too. Because for those of you who have children, have you ever went to discipline or admonish your child? And your child says to you, but mom, so-and-so did it. What is your response to that child? I'm, just, I'm curious now because I want to know what you tell your child. Or here's one. What did your mother tell you when she was admonishing you because you did something that you shouldn't have been doing, and maybe she even told you in the past that you shouldn't do it? And your mother says, son, baby girl, you weren't supposed to do this or that. Don't you know that you weren't supposed to do this or that? Do you go in turn and tell your mom, well, no, mom, because so-and-so did it, therefore you should not be talking to me about what I did. What would have happened to you if you would have told your mother or your father something like that? I want to know. Area code 347-826-9600, because I want to know, how do you handle your children when they tell you something that is not true or they do something that they're not supposed to do and you catch them and you tell them about it, you want to admonish them, and then... They tell you that, Mom, Dad, why are you on my case? My friend down the street does it all the time. It's no big deal. Mom, yes, I lied to you, Mom. Imagine your child telling you, yep, I'm lying, and I'm going to tell some more lies. What do you do? I guess that's what fascinates me. When I hear people or hear them and then read them on my page who say, Rodney, why are you talking about this when other people have done the same thing and I don't recall you saying? Now, first of all, just here's the thing. Just because this one person did not witness me doing it does not mean that I didn't do it. It just means that person didn't see it. If somebody says, well, Rodney, did you do this with Hillary? I never saw you do this with Hillary Clinton. And I say, well, I did. And then that person says, well, I didn't see you do it. Does that mean that I did not do it? Or does that just mean that that person does not know or had not witnessed it themselves that I did it? That is, that is where we are in America. And that's why I wanted to do this show today. And in doing this show, we, we got some news uh, this week here in Nevada. And basically, in, and I think his, his area, his Senate district is North Las Vegas, down into the historic west side. That state Senator Kelvin Atkinson uh, resigned Wednesday morning, stood up in the, in the Senate and uh, read a letter of resignation mixed in with uh, seemingly uh, contrition, a heartfelt apology. Because he conducted himself in a way that was not conducive to the office that he held and good citizenship, and he acknowledged that he inappropriately used 
misused campaign funds for personal use. Not that he did it by accident, but no, he intentionally and purposely misused campaign funds for personal use, and he got discovered, he owned up to it, and he resigned. And he was the leader of the Nevada State Senate, one of the highest positions of government that you can hold in Nevada. And uh, he he said, yes, I've, I've, I've lied. And he didn't say that he lied. What he said was he did something he wasn't supposed to do. And he was owning up to it. He apologized, and he stepped out. Now, how does that relate to talking about today? This is how it relates. Our president, our president, lies but does not apologize for his lies, does not try to stop telling the lies. He just lies. That's it. He just lies. As a matter of fact, and, and, and this is the people who hear him lie defend him lying. Not only do they defend him lying, but they will even say, deflect and say, well, why are you concerned about him lying? But you're not concerned about all of the other people in the world that have lied. The lie. That is what I have an issue with. Defending the lie. Remember Honest Abe, the stories that most of us learned as a child? George Washington couldn't tell a lie about the cherry tree. Don't know whether that's a lie or not, but it was a good story. But that's the idea that I grew up having of my elected officials and sort of wanted to grow up and be like them. Do you want your children? And and I hope you can be honest with me. Do you want your children? And would you be happy if your children grew up to not only be like Donald Trump, but grew up to be liars like Donald Trump. Would you be happy? Do you tell your children, one day, son, one day, little girl, I want you to grow up and tell lies just like Donald Trump? Do you do that? Because maybe the world has shifted. It has changed. Is lying and a liar someone of good moral character in your estimation? Character used to mean something. It used to be important to us. What does it mean to you today? And what should it mean? And what should we do when people accept the lie? How much party affiliation play in your acceptance of a liar? 347 826 9600. 
I would love to hear your thoughts on lying in America today, starting with the highest office in the land. May start out with this. Is lying okay? Is lying okay? When is lying not okay? Should our leaders, our elected officials lie to us? Or when they make a mistake, and the mistake could be something that they purposely did, but then they own up to it. Now, of course, we know that Kelvin Atkinson didn't own up to it until he got caught because he knew he had done what he did, but he didn't get caught, and he kept the lie. He protected the lie. As far as I know, he didn't go to the investigators and say, I lied. He got caught. And it's the same investigation that caught former former Las Vegas City Councilman Ricky Barlow for doing something very similar, money laundering, misappropriation of campaign funds. Back then, over a year ago, they said that it was an ongoing investigation. And that investigation caught State Senator Kelvin Atkinson misappropriating campaign funds. Okay. He owned up to it. Stepped down. The fact that he still did it, though, a year after, over a year after Councilman Ricky Barlow was discovered, and he stepped down. Kelvin Atkinson stayed in his position and, in effect, was lying to the rest of us. What should have happened was when you make a mistake, you acknowledge your mistake. Ideally, not to make the mistake in the first place, but we are human and things happen. He owned up to his to his lie because ultimately he was lying to the people and he stepped down. Stand with our state senator. At least when he was caught, he acknowledged it and stepped down. President Trump has told over ten thousand lies. Not only has he not stepped down, I do not expect him to step down. He has actually doubled down and is telling more lies than he's ever told before, continuing to tell lies. But the worst part for me is we have people who continue to support him telling these lies. If our judicial system is based off of lies, would it be fair to us and would we have a chance? Well, now that it seems as our political system is based off of lies, how do you get justice when there are people lying? At every level of government, who is the arbiter of these lies? How can there be justice? How can we be a nation? Now, the person who ran against Kelvin Atkinson, Stephen Munford, He's going to throw his hat in the ring and run for that seat. And Stephen Munford, I believe, 
somebody fact-checked me, got about a quarter of the votes. So you would think that he would be in a good position to not only seek the appointed position because they're going to be appointed, but also if he ran for re-election to get elected in that seat. Now, I don't know when a person tells me a lie until I know that it's a lie. When they tell me something that I don't know that it could be another way, as far as I'm concerned, it's the truth. Well, when this lie, and when people support the lie because it's their political affiliation, now what do we do? What do we do as a, as a country, of, as citizens? If I, I'm a Bernie Sanders uh, supporter, I don't know if Bernie Sanders has ever told a lie. But just because he has told a lie doesn't disqualify him, just as President Trump telling a lie does not disqualify him. It's, you know, have, have you sort of ripped from your lying? You owned up to your lying? And what have you done since then? And what people tell me with our current president, they say, well, have you looked at the unemployment rate? Have you looked at this? He's done all of these other things. Therefore, Rodney, why are you on his case because he's lying? That's what people are saying to me. Yes, maybe he did those things, but so what? He's, there's jobs. The economy supposedly is better. We're not in any wars. We're pulling people out of here and we're pulling people out of there. Do you want to stop that from happening? No. I just want it to happen with someone who doesn't lie to me. Because when they're, if the president says we need to go to war against this country or that country, how do you trust the person that has repeatedly lied to you? Because do you really need to go, do we really need to go to war against that country? You don't know, do you? Because there is no trust. We just had some testimony from President Trump's former lawyer. His name is his last name is, is uh, Cohen. And about thirty five percent of the people believe Cohen, who is a convicted liar, but he acknowledged, "Hey, yep, I lied." But 35% of the people believe President Trump, and 50% of the people believe Cohen. And Cohen is a convicted liar, a felon now, going to jail in a few months. But they, people said that they would, they would rather believe him than believe our current president because they know he's a liar. How do heads of state? If the president went to them and says, we need you to help us attack whoever, because they did whatever, should they believe our president? Should they send their young men and daughters to war on the words of our president? Would you? If the president says, came to you and said, hey, I'm, we're going to start bombing so-and-so. I need your support. I need your treasure to pay for it. And also, I need your children to go and 
fight and possibly die. So are you to snap to and say, yes, sir, and go and send your children to fight that war? See, lying. Lying means people may not trust you. And when you're the commander-in-chief, you need to be trusted. Even if you lie, you need to be trusted. But when you lie so much that everybody knows that you lie, how do we trust you? How do we trust one another? How do we move forward with justice in our country? 347-826-9600. Press, op- press option one on your keypad if you want to chime in to the conversation. And, yes, one of the questions that I ask is if your child tells you a lie, what do you what do you tell your child? If you admonish your child for doing something wrong and your child tells you, hey, little Johnny down the street did the same thing. Why aren't you on him? Get on him first and then you can get on me. How would you respond to that? We'll take our first caller. Good afternoon. You're hey, on our voices live. How are hey, you? Hey, Rodney. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. Um, man, you spoke so much truth. I don't know how to unpack what, what you were just saying uh, in terms of respond to you. I was so fascinated with what you were saying. I forgot to press one, so I've been listening for a while. Um, right on. But I think I think what you're saying is is absolutely true, and, and you know this from conversations. This is Adam, by the way. We know each other from way yep. back. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I think not not to make this a Bernie Sanders love fest, but I think one of the things that resonates with a lot of people about Bernie is the fact that he's the only politician, at least in my lifetime, who never tells us what he's going to do. He's constantly saying no president, no matter how good, well-intentioned, is able to achieve the things that we all want to achieve without the support of the people. And yet we have a president like, like a Donald Trump and, and a number of candidates running who are constantly telling us what they're going to do. And we all know that's not true. We all know that that can't possibly be true. Without the support of the. Uh oh, Adam, I lost you. You still there? I shot over right, our democracy. There you go. Um. So, I mean, there's. So there's that. When when we're talking about our, our politicians, you know, I think a lot of this. This downward trend started, you know, back after 9-11, if it hadn't started before that, with the Patriot Act. And we recognized and in in many senses legitimized the fact that our government wasn't – we knew there were things that they were not going to tell us. We knew there were things that they couldn't tell us. Um, And we knew that in some ways we had to give up our civil liberties. But I think that took a a nasty downward spiral into the idea that – Suddenly, we that translated into not expecting us, not expecting them, pardon me, to even tell us the truth. But a lot of what I think the, the real problem is, we, we have significant challenges in our country. And when we have people who are willing to step up and say, I, I am willing to lead, I am willing to take this on, there's a tendency to want to believe when they tell us the things that we want to hear. And it is much easier to believe that that 
someone is going to take us there and do for us the things that we feel we need done. Um, and they can't help but, but fall off of that pedestal because they, they can't actually achieve what they're telling us they, they can. And it allows us to disconnect from the process to believe that someone else can do it for us. And I think in Nevada also, um, there's so much mistrust for the party system overall um, and, and such division that uh, we're, used to, we're used to strong strong people. I don't want to say strong men or strong women, but both strong men and strong women who are telling so us Adam, we know what's best for you. Adam, I just wanted to insert this real quick. When you said strong men, that reminded me of how former leaders used to describe uh, Miramar Gaddafi or uh, someone like uh, uh, Duarte in the Philippines, uh, maybe uh, Saddam Hussein in the Middle East. They would refer to him as strong men and, uh, yeah. and how, how they ruled almost with an iron fist. And, and they had all of these sycophants who were there supporting them. Uh, Kim Young, uh, the, the leader of uh, North Korea, They'll call him a strong man. So when you said that, it just resonated with me. Is, is that the, where we are in America? Have, have we truly become those who we say that our, are our enemies? Are we no better than them? I, I, don't think, I don't think we're there yet. I think there's still a chance for us not to be there. But I think all, all you need to do is look at, look at the people who, uh, who Trump is and I'm sorry, I don't mean to disrespect the office of the president, but as soon as the current president respects his own office, I will do. Um, the, the fact is, I, look at the people who Trump puts his arm around. Look at the people he, he defends instead of defending our country. Look at the people who he strives to emulate. And and I do believe that, you know, that's the direction that, that this individual would take our country if allowed to do so. And I don't think he's capable of leading that kind of a regime. I think if he were to get that kind of a regime in place, it would topple him and we'd have another strong man or woman, you know, in power who would, who could possibly be even worse if we're allowed to go down that, down that road. But that's, I, I oh, think that's where he'd like to take it because that's a business model. You understand what I mean? That's a business model. So when you, all right, so I know what you mean, but explain what you mean uh, to the rest of the people. So for just a quick insert. I was reading a book, and it was the history of 20th century despots and dictators. And in the book, they gave sort of a – it was almost like a checklist. And it was reminiscent of many things in the book 1984 by George Orwell. And so to a certain extent, we can say that we're living in Orwellian times today. Because a lot of the, the things that were on that checklist that describe how a despot comes into power, how a dictator becomes a dictator, how a person uh, can start out someplace but wind up uh, leading their government uh, as an authoritarian, it listed those things. And the things that it listed, which is very similar to communicative things in the book 1984, I, I drew a direct parallel to things that were happening today. So can you share with the people what, do you, mean, what you mean when you say that? Uh, which, which specific thing? 
Um, what I mean is we've got, we've got a petty tyrant. Yeah, yeah, we've got a petty tyrant. And, and any of us who have worked in the public or private se- sector in a, a large a large corporation, be it a school district or a Fortune 500 company or Wall Street, we know that that, that business model is that you have your CEO or your CFO, depending on how the structure is, and that person pretty much determines what's going to happen. Now, there may be a board of directors, but depending on how strong a CFO is or a CEO, um, you know, very often they are there to provide the CEO or the CFO with what it is that they are trying to, to make happen. And many people elected Trump saying we have all of these financial problems in our country, and here is this great businessman, which we are now finding out piece by piece, for those of us who didn't already know, was a lie of, of his propaganda. He was not a good businessman. But even if he was, that business model is there are the people at the top and the rest of the worker bees work to to profit the people at the top. That's the business model. And particularly since the 1980s, I mean, all you got to do is look at Gordon Gecko in the movie Wall Street, a still a good movie for those who haven't seen it. And his speech, which starts out, greed is good. Yep. Trump is a product of that era of, of Wall Street and real estate executives. And everything that he has done to try and solidify his position, which he's never truly been able to solidify, has been on that business model, the model that greed is good, that greed works. And they try and sell it to those who don't have, as an example, look how much I have. And if you just work harder for me, eventually you will have a a larger piece of that. But you'll never really have ownership of it, just perhaps a larger piece. And that translates into the more you do what I tell you, the more that you want, the more that that you need to do what I want you to do. And and then perhaps you can move up. And what, what causes you to move up is not confidence. It's not skill. It's not looking out for the best interest of the company, which associates to being the best interest of the CEO. It's the better worker be you are to make me more profitable. Maybe you'll get a little bit bigger chamber in this beehive. And ultimately, people go through their entire lives trying to just get a little tiny sliver of what that, that strong person, that strong man has, and it becomes not about confidence, not about the company, but it becomes about loyalty. And we've seen this over and over again. And this is why the, the state of is putting together a RICO case um, against Donald Trump, because he is running this in that same model, and that model patterns after organized crime. And we certainly have a history in Nevada. Hell, we have a, a mob museum. All you need to go to is the mob museum and, and look into what they've got in terms of, of how those those despots came into power. For many, many moons, our our country was, was very much run by despots, and yet we looked at them as, as organized crime. And particularly, we have a history of that in this state. And uh, the only problem is, in that type of organized crime, there was consistently this idea of honor and loyalty and taking care of one's own. Well, with, with, with a mob boss like Donald Trump, he's not taking care of his own because his own should be this country, and he's not taking care of it. So, Adam, 
one of the questions, and for those of you who are listening, where you're listening to Our Own Voices Live, today's topic is politics and lying. I, I, well, so that's, that's what the topic is, politics and lying. And one of the questions that I asked was, for those who are parents, if your child lied and you caught them in the lie, First of all, would you, how would you respond to your child? And if you decided to admonish your child and your child told you that, well, Mom, did, did you talk to the guy down the street because he lied too? And if you haven't talked to him yet, then why are you talking to me? How would you respond to your child if your child said that? And, and I'm asking that question because, when I put the uh, post up on my Facebook page, a lot of people said, well, Rodney, did, did you call out Barack Obama for his lies? Rodney, did you call out Hillary Clinton for their lies? Or they would say things like, well, Rodney, I, I didn't see you call out the other presidents. Now, some of these people may not have even known me when there were other presidents in office. So they don't know whether I did or not. And to me, it seems like a certain level of deflection. So for those of you, 347-826-9600, and press the number one on your keypad if you want to talk, is I want to know if you had to admonish your child, but your child told you before you admonished them that have you admonished everybody else in the world first before you admonish them, what would your response be? And, Adam, I'm going to ask you, if your mom or dad, when you were growing up or whoever uh, had custody of you went to admonish you and before they could finish admonishing you, you told them that they need to admonish all the other people in the world who did it first or all the other children. What do you think your parents' response would have been? Uh, Some version of, oh, hell no. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that 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 didn't fly. <laughs> that didn't fly. Um, and and I think I, I think one of the the most important solutions is exactly what you said, Rodney. Which is, you know, we have to take responsible, you know, for parenting, also in the home and showing showing our children that that's not acceptable. Um, and it's hard, as you said, it, it's 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 hard when. When they all they got to do is turn on the TV and say, "Well, look at that man. He's arguably the most powerful man in the world, and he, and he lies more times a day." There's a guy in the New York Times whose only job is to count how many times in a day Donald Trump lies, um, and, and he's a very busy man. So, you know, it's hard. It's hard to do that. But you know, we can look at at our world in, in macrocosm and microcosm. And, and in that microcosm of the, of the family unit, in whatever way the family unit is comprised, you know, we have to teach our children better. And my parents would never allow that. I, I don't know if your parents would, but my parents would have been like, uh-uh, I don't care what they do down, down at the end of the street. This is my house. This is what we do in my house. And you don't get to – your lie is not pardoned by what somebody else does. Um, you know – I think it's a problem. It's a big problem because, you know, not to not to pop the Democratic Party because you know as well as anyone else that I do plenty of that. But the fact that 
when we had this whole issue with WikiLeaks after 2016 and the way that uh, that that they had pledged support to Hillary before the election even happened because they were in dire financial straits and, and she fronted the money for their loyalty. And, um, and, and we can talk about all that, but that's not the topic of your discussion. The topic of your discussion is, is lying in politics, but the truth is with that, um, when, when WikiLeaks came out and, and it, it became clear that all of the things that, that so many of us who had been accused of needing tinfoil hats about the shenanigans that went on came out and were proven to be true, um, Democratic Party didn't take ownership of it. Instead, they said, well, how did you find out about it? You found out about it because of Russian interference, because of WikiLeaks. And I know my mom would not, would not deal with the, uh, I don't care how I found out you had your hand in the cookie jar. You don't get to, to, to believe it on how I found out. You're going to take responsibility for having your hand in the cookie jar. And so that deflection is so prevalent in, in our political system that it's hard to find anyone in that political system. And, and I don't want to say kudos to, to Kelvin for, for taking ownership when he got busted. But, you know, at least he did take ownership when he got busted. That doesn't mean yep. I feel any reelect him, but it, it does. But it is a different a different way of dealing with getting caught in the line. Um, it's the only way to salvage any semblance of reputation that you might have otherwise had. And like Michael Cohen, just to bring it up, and then I'll stop monopolizing your broadcast. You know, with Michael Cohen, it, a lot of work gets lost, and, and he's certainly not an honest individual by any stretch, but the fact is you can't yell at him for lying about Trump when he comes out to tell the truth about Trump when what he was lying about in the beginning was Trump. You know, he, he was lying about the president in, in, in a way to preserve the president, and now that he's coming clean about that, and he's saying I was, I was paid to lie about this man, and I did, and now I'm coming clean about it being paid to lie about him, so now you're not going to believe that, that I'm telling you the truth now, when what he's telling the truth about was being paid to lie, and it, 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 it's, a, it's a mess, it, it's an absolute mess, I mean, any other time in our history, um, it would be enough to bring down a presidency, why, why it's not right now, I, I honestly have no idea. So, Adam, could it be, and, and, you know, when we talk about crime and violence, uh, whether we're talking about one person getting uh, harmed or it's a, a mass shooting incident, will, one of the things that come up is they'll say, well, this really wasn't that big of a deal because, you know, it happens all the time now. And people will throw, well, we're becoming desensitized to it. And this is where I, where I see the intersection between lying and politics, is have we as citizens, because we have accepted the lies from our party, political party, because we're affiliated with that party, and then we condemn the lies from the people in the other party because they're the other, us and the other. And we've allowed our politicians and, you know, they're in the public eye so long 
that it just becomes something that isn't sort of even tried to be hidden anymore. It's right out in the open because the politicians know that we accept it. And then we'll take our next caller, but what role do we, the citizens, play in the lying that takes place with our politicians and the lying that takes place with our commander-in-chief today? Well, I think I think I don't think any of we had these would accept some lines. And our government officials, first and foremost, are employees. They don't like to think so too often. And we have to fire them. And that is, and, and the only way really that we can accountable at the end of the day is either with great pressure in great numbers to make sure that they stay the course and stay correct or if they don't we fire them and we elect somebody else and this idea of party loyalty where they say well you don't if you're a democrat you don't primary a sitting democrat that needs to end the idea of politics not to use the the t word but the idea of politics trumping policy or performance has got to go out the window. You know, parties should not should not define those things. So no matter what party, if they are not doing the best job for the American people, they need to be fired. And the way that we do that in this country is with an election. So we have to participate in the, if we want to see change. And we can't Let's remember not to bring up but but um, whether you like the, the elected congressman in Congressional District 4 or you don't, Horsford was elected with less than 10,000 votes. 10,000, 10, 20,000 people voted in that election. That is not a lot of people who could vote in that election. It was a probably and you need to participate in the process. When you look at the local government, which expands to, to state government, which expands to the federal government, what really matters is your participation because overwhelming numbers cannot be contested. And that, that's the way we do it. That's what we do in this country. And if you if, if one absents themselves from the process thinking that their voice doesn't matter, yes, which All right, Adam. Hey, Adam, you're breaking up a little bit, so what I want to do is uh, I got another caller. You made some good points. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for listening. And I want to take this other caller. If you want to sign back in, uh, you know, give give me a little bit. Hopefully the things will clear up, and I'll bring you back on. I want to go to the next caller. Thanks again. Always a pleasure, man. Thank you. Good afternoon. You are listening to Our Own Voices Live. I'm Rodney Smith in the air chair, and the title of our show today is Politics and Lying. What are your thoughts on politics and lying or lying in politics? Hi, Rodney. It's Roseanne. How are you? (laughs) Hey, Rose, I'm doing well. How are you? Well, I think if you've seen your Facebook page, you know how I responded. Uh, And I responded with 
facts. Um, there is truth. There will always be truth, always be facts. Um, and a few months ago when somebody told me that, oh, yeah, you always you always tell the truth and you tell people what you think, but you won't get elected, I said to myself, well, if people won't elect me because I tell the truth, then I will continue to tell the truth and not run for that political office. So do I believe in the truth? Yes. Would my mother have told me that I said a lie? Yes. Would she have called out other people for telling a lie? Probably not. Would my father have called me out for telling a lie? Yes. Um, So I guess I got a little bit from both of them. And I will continue to tell the truth, whether people like it or not. Um, If they take it the wrong way, um, I will point out to them that this is the truth and I'm not just making it up. I don't make stuff up. And I think you know me well enough to know um, I don't make stuff up, you know. Right. And you don't make stuff up either. So, I mean, you know, we have, I have to share this with people. You know, when you and I met, um, we had some kind of a, a connection. And, you know, we don't know a lot about each other's personal life and um, I don't think either of us care about that Um, but we care about other people and for us that's what's important the truth is important and lies are unacceptable the end yeah um, Rose how do you think we've got to where we are uh, in politics today, and I think, and, and how do you think it will impact our? I think we got to where we're at because we started lowering um, standards. Well, you know, everybody does it. Well, you know what? Everybody doesn't do it. Does everybody exaggerate? Um, Probably 99.9% of people exaggerate. Um, But today I find myself um, trying to uh, use specifics and be as clear and uh, fact-based as possible because we've just, We've just kind of um, um, exaggerated ourselves into a place where any blue will do or any red will do, and that's not acceptable. Okay, so when you go to that, when you go to that level and say, "Oh yeah, as long as they're this, then I will accept them." No, 
I love President Obama, but he did a lot of stuff that was not correct. You know, I don't like to use the word right. Um, so I can call him out for that. I can call out people if they don't do the correct thing. It's okay. It's okay to do that because we're not perfect and we're not going to always say the absolute correct thing. But we've right. moved so far away from from facts or the truth and, oh, yeah, just say anything you want and both parties do it. Everybody does it. No, everybody doesn't do it. What kind of effect it's going to have, um, I think what we have to do is uh, uh, stop with the labels, stop with the, um, you know, let's let's start looking into ranked choice voting where we can give um, our first, second, and third choice of candidates. Stop with all this crazy primary stuff. I'm I'm doing a column right now, just uh, looking at how much money the United States spends in a year on fireworks. They spend a billion dollars a year on fireworks. You know what we could do with a billion dollars? to solve homelessness. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable. We got to change our priorities. Switch off of the bureaucracy and let's start helping people. That's what we got to do. One at a time. It takes a long time, but do it. Do it, do it, do it. End of story. Do it. Stop going crazy here. That's all. I like that. That's all. It's like like Nike says, just do it. That's right. That's all. Just do it. You know, I mean, you can talk about it from now until the cows come home, but it ain't getting anything done. You know, what's it getting done? We got to have another bill to do this. We got to have another layer of bureaucracy to do that. No, we've got hundreds of churches in Clark County. Um, we've got over 800 churches in Clark County. I just looked it up. And if every one of those churches, a few of the um, uh, folks that are that are unsheltered, on any given night, the homeless census for 2018 tells us we've got 3,800 people who are unsheltered. Well, all they got to do is take in a few people. They got the space. They know how to take care of a person. We're not dummies. We know how to. We know how to solve everything. Okay, do it. Do it. And Rodney, you know, I really mean that. You know, you know, I really mean that. That's what we got to uh, do. Just do it. Do it. I, you are not a woman who speaks what you do not act. And so when Rose yeah. says do it, she is out there feeding the homeless. And here's a, a, another piece about that. Rose can only do but so much. She's established a coalition that is yep. supporting our homeless uh, community so that she has figured out a way to multiply herself so that more can be accomplished. And more of us need to do that in our endeavors. 
and uh, and I appreciate what you wrote on the uh, Facebook page. And those of you who, uh, if you, if you're friends of mine, this is actually on my personal page. This is not on one of my business pages. This is not uh, on my uh, politics page. This is on my personal page. And on my personal page, there are actually people who, when I talk about lying, will ask me, and, and this is specifically about the president, because the president, to a certain extent, is the, well, he, the president is the most powerful person in this country, and many people say the most powerful person in the world that is elected there by the people and is supposed to represent the people. So when the president does things, it has an impact over all of us and not just in this country. So when the president yep. lies, it's a big deal. Uh, especially when our form of government is actually based on truth-telling, a democracy and a, has a judicial system that's based on truth. And when you cannot believe what you hear, how can you as a citizen make the proper decisions or help our elected officials make the proper decisions because everything that you know becomes suspect? So that, mm-hmm. that's why this particular topic is so important to me. And, Rose, before you came on, then I'll let you go. What I told the people, I said, if the president, uh, Cohen, Michael Cohen, who was a convicted liar, but owned up to his lies, lies, 50% of the people believe him over only 34% of the people who would believe Donald Trump, President Trump. And Michael Cohen is a convicted liar. What does that say about crazy. how do people feel about our president? Yeah, yeah. So they need so, to yeah. take our power out of his hands. Take it out, take it out, take it out. That's all. Well, thank you, Rose, we know for how calling to, in. Thank you, dear. I hope to see you very soon. You take it easy. I'll listen to the rest of the show before I go run to my next thing. Okay? Okay, Rose. Thank you very much. Okay. All take right. care, my dear. Now, Bye-bye. Take care. Uh, bye-bye. Uh, th- that was Rose, and she's a doer in the community. She makes things happen, and that's one of the things I love about her is, yes, she will talk. She will suggest. She will help. She'll participate, but ultimately it's about, okay, well, when are we going to get to the doing part? What are the things that we're talking about, we're organizing about, when do we start doing that? And if you don't get to the doing part, Rose will get to the doing part all by her little self, all five feet about it of her. We'll go out and do a giant's work. So I, I appreciate her. and she's She's an inspiration to me, but and you listen to Our Own Voices Live, the topic of our show today is politics and lying. And I said, the way I, I, I produced the show, I said, is America losing its moral core due to partisan politics and lying? More and more seems to be based on one's political affiliation. If a person tells something that isn't true, it seems to be believable even if it is a lie to those in the same party as they ridicule others for lying. We've we seen that this week, last week, week before. Can our form of government stand 
as we slip more and more into a country whose leaders lie? And what effect will that have on the rest of us? Because I, I often, and I've told the story in many shows, President Kennedy had a head full of hair, and he didn't like wearing hats. And, and maybe, I don't know, because he had a head full of hair. And so he didn't wear fedoras. In the early 60s, late 50s, all men pretty much wore hat, commonly the fedora. President Kennedy didn't wear a hat. President Kennedy was not purposely creating a fashion statement, but he did. Men stopped wearing hats. Fedora almost went out of business. Jackie Kennedy, Jacqueline Kennedy, Jacqueline Kennedy, she wore little hats. And she liked to carry these little pocketbook clutch things. So guess what? Businesses were generated pocketbooks and hats like the former First Lady wore because they are iconoclasts. They're icons in this country. They are trendsetters whether they want to be or not. Just like I was grown up and was told about George Washington and the cherry tree, I was also told about Honest Abe. That was his nickname, Honest Abe. What, what, and that was what we uh, aspired to was to be honest. But when you have people who are in leadership that continuously lie, what impact will that have on our children and our society? How, how, do, how do we teach them not to lie when they see people lie? They hear them. They know it. Well, Mommy, yesterday he said this, and and t- today he's saying that. That, that. That's a problem. And I think it's something that we as a citizen can only address. And if the citizens are not actively engaged in these types of things, then they will continue. And it will impact our children. It will impact our society. And I don't think that it will be in a good way. I think it will be uh, in our last uh, 60 seconds, the topic of our show today was what I thought a very simple one. Politics and lying. Is America losing its moral core due to its partisan politics and lying? And then furthermore, how will it impact us? But I guess Possibly the more important comment, question, is how will we affect it? Instead of letting it happen, what will we do to change that into making sure that people tell us the truth? Again, I, I, I say, what happens when someone says, when the president says we need to go to war? Do we believe him? You've been listening to Our Own Voices Live. Our topic today was politics and lying. I'm Rodney Smith. I've been in the air chair today. You can find me on Our Own Voices Live on Facebook, Our Own Voices in Twitter, 
Our Own Voices on YouTube, and of course, next week on our Blog Talk radio uh, show called Our Own Voices Live. I hope to hear you. Uh, please go to Our Own Voices uh, Live and go to the event and leave some comments and let me know what you thought about our show today. Thank you, everybody, for listening in, and I hope to see you back here next week. And in the meantime, if there's a show or topic that you want us to, to discuss, uh, send it to us on Our Own Voices Live on Facebook, and uh, we'll see if we can get to it. All right, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.